Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Welcome to Chad and Cheese Deathmatch, part two of four. This Chad and Cheese Deathmatch episode features Max Armbruster, CEO of Talk Push. Deathmatch took place at TA Tech on September 27th in New Orleans at 9 a.m. in the morning with a room full of TA Tech practitioners loaded with mimosas, Bloody Marys, beer, and Chad and Cheese snark. Enjoy. After a word from our sponsor. Hey, Joel. What up? Would you say that companies find it hard to attract the right candidates to apply for their jobs? Well, jobs to careers thought so. <laughs> jobs to careers? You mean Talru? Talru? Yeah, Talru. T A L R O O. What is that? Like a cross between talent and a kangaroo? <laughs> no, it's the cross between talent and recruiting. But Talru is focused on predicting optimizing and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. Uh Ah, okay. So it's totally data-driven talent attraction, which means the Talru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Okay. So that was weirdly intuitive, but yes, guess what the best part is? (laughs) Let me, uh, let me take a shot here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay, so you've heard this before. So if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, Mm -hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talru.com slash attract. Again, that's talru.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash. Or just go to chadcheese.com and click on the Talru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a simple man. All right. Make sure you got that uh, drink in hand. Anybody who wants a beer, if you would rather have a beer, we have beer up here at the Georgia stage. So, Good morning, everyone. You can tell there's very few things that would bring a crowd like this out at 9 a.m. after a night on the town in New Orleans. So uh, props to our good friends, Chad and Cheese. Without further ado, here's Chad and the Deathmatch. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So today, we're going to do our very first Deathmatch. Okay? So hopefully everything goes out off without a hitch. Um, If you've listened to the podcast, we do Firing Squad. This is kind of like an iteration. What's going to happen is we have four contestants. They're going to have two minutes to pitch. No PowerPoint presentations. They're going free-falling, okay? So no PowerPoint presentations. They're going to do a two-minute pitch. And then after that, the balance of their time, their 15 minutes, is going to be Q&A by our American Idol judging panel. All right. Next, we have the CEO, Max Armbruster of... Talk push. Bring it. Push it real good. 
hold this? All right, Max. So two down. You ready? Ready. Ready. Love it. A little anxious? A little bit, yeah. Would you like me to get off the stage so you can do this shit? Uh, I can, uh, <laughs> we can switch. Fight. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. Good morning. So, morning. Um, talk push in two minutes. Recruitment recruiters like to have it all. On one hand, they want to use AI and big data in order to automate all the boring stuff like scheduling interviews, doing background checking, um, <clears throat> re-engaging old databases. But on the other hand, nobody wants to be hired by a robot. People want to talk to people. Um, they want to have a personal, individual conversation. <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit out of breath from running on stage. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so it's very hard today with an ATS and a CRM to, to get both of those experiences, the automation and the personal touch, until talk push. So what we do is we work at the front of the marketing of the recruitment funnel, and we um, automate the initial engagement with the candidate with conversational agents that op uh, optimize conversion rates. So uh, th that translates into a 70% reduction in marketing cost per hire. Uh, because those conversational agents, aka chatbots, who are talking on WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, on career sites, they, they're really good at getting the candidate to that next step. Once you're at the next step, then you want to talk to a recruiter. And with our experience, the, the, the handover is seamless. So you go from talking to a bot, if you're a candidate, to a recruiter seamlessly, and, and the recruiter can then take over from their mobile app and talking to the candidate. So we, 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 we use the word augmented recruiter to talk about what the recruiters can, can do. They can do so much more with our system. This is why millions of candidates are already being processed on TalkBush uh, with big brands like uh, Adeco, Accenture, AIA, Starwood, uh, using our system. Uh, they, they come to us because they realize the way you talk to candidates is a very core part of your employer brand and they use us to level up the recruitment experience. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Deb, you get to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. I have so many questions for you. Um, love the technology. I'm just curious from a legal perspective. I mean, I almost broke out in hives when I was looking at it, just thinking about financial services um, in particular. Can you address... Have you vetted whether or not that's something that a really risk-adverse client could do? So the, the risk for, for, for banks, insurance companies, mm -hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say every, every interaction is opted in. Because we, one of our first channel has been Facebook, and Facebook, they've got very strict terms about how you play in that platform. You, you really do have to opt in. They do not allow for spam. Uh, with WhatsApp, it's the same concept, and we've applied these same rules to every interfaces. So, so every, everyone is opted in, and everybody can opt out. And if you've ever been on the phone uh, with an IVR and, you know, start swearing at it, say, you know, swearing, um, then nobody's listening to you. But in our case, if, uh, if a candidate starts saying things that indicate that they're dis, you know, dissatisfied, Absolutely, we will stop the bot, and we will uh, send a notification for the recruiter so that they can step in and uh, do some damage control. So, I know I'm not exactly answering your question, 
but that's okay. Yeah, it's not okay, Deb. Uh, so we start talking about chatbots. See, We're just this talking is about, why. This not is why okay. I'm nicer than you. <laughs> this is, this is why. why. Uh, we just talked about end to end, right? So it's defined where you pick up yeah. and where you leave off. Um, so I like the expression click to, click to hire um, from the first click to the moment they're hired. But because messaging is such a sticky platform, so unless you do something terrible, like, a, like in the example I said, where you opt out because you say, you know, you're, you're upset. If the candidate is upset, you opt them out. But if not, you can really keep them through the, through the whole journey. So the way every candidate who is talking to an employer needs to be viewed is as a subscriber. They subscribe to a feed of information. And then they can f subscribe to sub-feeds within that feed. So they can say, we're going to move him to onboarding. We're going to move him to uh, exit interviews. So some, some clients use us for the exit interviews, actually. Because sometimes it's easier to talk to a robot than to a person. <laughs> Nice apron, by the way. Uh, I love that it says God on the belt. That's oh. not humble. Oh, at all. yeah, that's a, that's a brand. <laughs> I, I, can, um, I can go inside. Oh, nice. Uh, can, can we get a picture of that <laughs> right there? It seems to me like your, your company is... Thank you. What else is in there? It's anyway. cold. Cold today. <laughs> your product seems to be a, a jack-of-all-trades, if you will, and historically companies that try to do it all tend to not do anything very well. Uh -huh. um, I, do you worry about that? Is that an issue? Um, you know, selling your product to a, a market that probably has trouble digesting one product, you're throwing a ton of products at them. Talk about that and how you, you tackle that challenge. Yeah, thanks. I, well, we're, first, we're focused on the high volume space. Uh, so if, uh, if I've got a customer coming to me saying, oh, I'm having a really hard time finding this profile, this profile, um, and it's not a high volume game, I usually uh, tell them, you know, work with your existing tools. Uh, so we, we're really focused on how you go from 10,000 views to one hire in like a few hours. And that, that, give, that keeps us very focused. So I think that's, that's you know, one way to look at it. Also, um, um, you know, the fact that we are integrated and seamless is core to our service. It, yes, I would love to have like just one layer of the tech stack, but for the candidate, it would be a shitty experience because they'd go from, I'm applying on this surface, and now I have to go to this assessment, and now I have to talk to the candidate on this platform, and it's, it's, not, it's not what we want to do. We really want to make it so effortlessly that in five minutes, they know whether they're going to be shortlisted for the role, they're already scheduled for an interview. And to, to get that kind of seamlessness, it's easier to do if you try to do, you know, try to do it all. So you just said that there, with 10,000 views, um, you can get them to a hire yeah. in just a few hours. Yeah. Can you explain how that happens? Yeah. Um, so it was in the title of my, one of my presentations, 10,000 to 1. And um, typically the process is somebody sees an ad, they click on it, it immediately opens up. Uh, their SMS or their Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp and they get asked to opt in and then they'd be asked a couple of open-ended questions. Using NLP you can say, so we can build bots that are different for different environments. So if you're, if you're a company that is very spread out geographically, you would first want to make sure you got location right. If you're a company that is concentrated on a couple of sites but you've got two or three job types, then you can focus on that. Uh, so you, you put your questions in an order so that within two questions, you can basically sort out the traffic for 98% of the traffic. That's, 
That's the first customization you do on the bot. And then, um, and then, uh, then you can decide whether you want to do deep screening or not, depending on how difficult it is to get candidates in your environment. So uh, we work in, I think, 12 countries today. And uh, one of the hardest places is actually the US, because candidates, uh, they, they like, they're very angry with their bots for some reason. <laughs> So you have to be extremely light. You, I think uh, we advise our, our customers to keep it to like three or four questions, and then let's, you know, let's end it there. Let's move to the interview, and then let's quick as possible put them on the phone with someone. And so that's what our system does. If somebody is shortlisted, the recruiter would get a notification on his app, um, native app, iPhone, Android, and would, uh, would have the chance to immediately call the candidate from there. The conversation can be recorded. And, um, and then they can also chat if necessary. So as, uh, as uh, the previous people on stage were saying, we communicate through text all the time. If a candidate comes to an office, to your office for an interview, and they're going to be late by five minutes, that's how they should be communicating back to you. you know, what else are they going to do? Call the switchboard? Who's got a switchboard today? Okay, so my question is around uh, the marketing percentage that you mentioned early in your presentation. You had said that 17%, there was a 17% drop in marketing costs, and I was just- I meant 70. 70, 70. 70 sorry. Okay. Can you, I was like, wow, that's, oh, that's not so great. Um, can you tell me, um, was this marketing for recruitment marketing only, or did this encompass other costs? So when I say the marketing cost per hire is reduced, it's, it's because um, we have to change the metric from pay-per-click to pay-per-hire, right? And uh, the only way to do that is to have a whole view on how much money you're spending on each media, if you're the employer, and then dividing that by number of hires. And we can come in and say, you know, you're 10,000 people, 10,000 clicks, how many of them are you gonna get in, actually through the door? So that's the calculation we do. And we can reduce, so the 70 reduction in cost per hire was done through two methods. One of them is by changing the channel mix a little bit. So instead of advertising in channels and job boards that are super specific and super active job seekers, to go a little bit broader, to use things like Facebook and Instagram to actually generate a lot of quote unquote bad traffic but now that you've got the AI that's working for you, bad traffic can convert into good traffic much better. So you can change your channel mix that way. And we, you know, we've helped a number of customers move in that direction and reduce the amount of spend they, they do on active job boards and, and spend more on passive you know, domains like Instagram and Facebook. So in the high volume space, end to end, but more than likely not all your clients are using you end to end. So what segment is the most popular segment that your clients are starting to go after first and then probably broadening up with? As any startup CEO, I talk to other CEOs as any chance I get. And I try to get them to say, yeah, well, I'll, I'll push this to my team. But actually, 90% of our deals, we end up doing them with a sourcing manager and the recruitment manager. And anybody who's worked uh, in this world knows that nobody cares about what's happening six months from now. They just want their numbers next month, two months from now. So we, we focus on that. Um, and and uh, in order to hit those numbers well, we have to show them, um, we have to focus on the sourcing bit. So that's, that's my answer. It's, we focus on the sourcing bit. And when, when people initially looked at chatbots and this kind of technology, 
three years ago, everybody was asking me, so you're a screening engine? And yeah, but not really. You know, screening and sourcing, when, when we're talking about this initial engagements, they're kind of intertwined and mixed, and I, I can't tell you which one we are, but I think uh, the main thing is, is just getting people through the door. So in that sense, I would say we're more focused on sourcing. And then, of course, um, for, for the deep screening, you know, the, the personality assessments and all that, it's better to be in a controlled environment. So bring the people in and then do the, do the deep screening and the profile analysis. So that's a different, you know, it's a different approach than the, tradition, the, the leaders in video interviewing, for example. You're, you're very focused on voice, which is sort of unique in the industry. Can you expand upon that? Like, can you transcribe conversations? Are they searchable, et cetera? And where, where are you going to be taking voice? Will one of your customers one day be able to say, hey, Alexa, find me a, a, a chef in Arkansas or something? I mean, the recruiter talking and, and right. passing a command. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to add voice command. And I think every company in tech over the next six months will do that just so that they can do a voice press release. And we will too. And <laughs> that's okay. Um, but for the beauty of voice for me is when you listen to somebody like Chad and Cheese on the chadandcheese.com podcast, um, you immediately get a sense for personality. And when you listen to a candidate, you also get that. But you, you can do that without having to ask people to stand in front of a webcam or download an app on their phone today. That's what's cool. Like, it's so easy. It takes a minute. It use, they use their phone. So um, obviously, you, you build the stronger connections with voice. You feel like there's personality. If I ask you a, a technical question and you give me a three-paragraph answer, perfectly scripted, I know you copy-pasted it from someone. But if I ask you the same question in voice, and I can hear you shaking your boots, then that's good. You know, that's valuable information. So that's why I'm long on voice. But to answer your question, transcripts, we do it, and you can use them for, for screening and for shortlisting candidates, of course. Um, but, I, but actually, in the US, we do much more text because people assume that everybody speaks perfect English. But in other markets where we're hiring multilinguals, it's, it's useful to have like a one, two minute recording of somebody speaking in Japanese or in Chinese. And where can our audience find out more about you? Go on Facebook, look at TalkPush, or TalkPush.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.